and welcome to the To Mom podcast. My name is Valerie Propsfeld. Please join me as we encourage mothers to live their verb while also practicing self-grace. The goal of this podcast is to promote love as an action and live life more authentically. Just think about it. In five generations from now, you will have approximately 30 descendants and the number keeps getting larger and larger. We have more power as moms than we realize. Motherhood, in my opinion, is the most important job in the world. Hi moms, thanks for joining. I have an amazing guest for us today. First, the mission of To Mom Is To Love is to support, encourage, and empower each other as imperfect moms to love as a verb. Join us and subscribe, share, and follow. I am thrilled to have my guest with me today, Andrea Caritas with Bridge Communities. Bridge Communities provides free transitional housing to more than 100 families each year through DuPage County, a suburb of Chicago. Their mission is to transition families facing homelessness to self-sufficiency by working with partners to provide mentoring, housing, and supportive services. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. Tell us about yourself and Bridge Communities. Um, well, I'm a mom of two kids. I have a five-year-old daughter and a seven-year-old son. And during the day, I'm a grant writer for Bridge Communities. And as you said, our mission is to provide housing and supportive services and mentoring to families who are facing homelessness in DuPage County. That's amazing. Thank you so much for what you do. You shine a light when we are talking on what the reality is, and I really would love for you to share that with our listeners. I think a lot of people uh, do have stereotypes of maybe the homeless man standing in the median of a highway or a tent community under a, um, an overpass. And I think especially in suburban areas, family homelessness looks so different than that. And it may be... Um, a, a working mom with two kids and the kids are in school with your kids. And it's um, most likely a, a family who's doubling or tripling up with maybe a family member or a friend. They may be living in a hotel or even living in their car. So we call them the invisible homeless because they're really part of our community. They're our neighbors. Like I said, they go to school with our kids. We may even work with them but um, they don't have a permanent place to live. And so it's really important that um, we're aware that even in an affluent area like DuPage County and in many areas around the country, there are families who are um, unable to afford housing and have a stable place to live. Mm. Wow. I mean, that's just so eye-opening. And I know you had said too that, it's essentially homeless means like if you don't have an address. So like even if you're like staying with someone else, but you don't have an address, is that technically considered homeless as well? Yeah, it, it really means that you don't have a permanent place to live. So if you are living, for instance, with your grandma or with your mom or with a friend, you may have a place to stay, but you are technically homeless because you do not have an address and I can speak mostly to family homelessness just because that's the community and the population that we work with. But um, a lot of the clients that we see, um, it really comes down to economics. So um, we work with a lot of single moms, almost 90%, over 90% of our clients are single moms. And most likely they're working, but they are 
underemployed. So they may be working a part-time job or they may be working um, a job without benefits or with a low um, wage. And then you pair that with very expensive housing, especially in the community that we're in. And it just makes it very difficult to afford a place to live. In addition to that, um, many of our clients, over half, are um, survivors of domestic violence. And so if you're leaving an abusive situation, but you don't have a place to go, that could um, make make it so that you are homeless. Um, or perhaps you have a, a medical bill or some kind of debt that uh, makes it impossible to maintain um, rent and a mortgage and these these um, payments on your credit. So um, there's a lot of different ways to become homeless, or it may be several of those things all combined. Um, we have one story um, that I think is a really striking story and also just speaks to who 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 these um, these families are. One woman had been married for 20 years. She had um, two kids, and in the middle of the night, her husband left and he did not leave their finances in order. So she had never worked. He had been in control of the finances during their entire marriage. So she not only didn't know how to manage finances, but she didn't have a job and he left um, an upside down mortgage. So she lost her house and needed to find a job and needed to learn how to manage her money. And um, she was in a situation where through no fault of her own, she was homeless with her children. So it really, it really can, um, these stories can be of anyone. Mm. It really is that paradigm shift looking at a different lens of, it's very eye-opening. It's too, like you're saying, like it can happen to anyone. When I was in grad school, I just, as we're talking, it just reminds me of, um, this lady that, um, she always would give students walking by, a a rose. And it was always just a very little pretty rose and it was a pretty flower. And I just remember her smiling at us and, and just being so, so genuine. And it really struck a chord with me. And I am so glad that there's communities like bridge communities that help with this. And no, I, I want to talk some more about like what does bridge communities do? I mean, it's essentially like a transitional housing and help um, kind of get people on their feet, but it's more long term. Is that right? Yeah, and I think um, so. There's emergency housing, so you know maybe perhaps a shelter or uh, a rotating kind of emergency assistance type model, and then there's permanent housing where you really provide affordable housing on a very long-term um, basis. And then there's transitional housing, which is really, as the name implies, um, an opportunity for a family to um, get back on their feet, gain stability, and move into a permanent situation really through their own hard work and um, and abilities. So we provide um, around approximately two years of housing. And so we have apartments throughout DuPage County. They're furnished, their um, utilities are covered, rent is covered. And it allows a family that has been completely unstable, not sure from night to night where they'll be, where they'll be staying, um, to just be able to breathe 
and to know that they have stable housing for two years. So that's kind of the basis that we provide. But then really we um, provide everything that a family may need to get to that point of stability and permanent housing. So it's going to be individualized to each family. It may be employment coaching for the parents. Maybe they do have a job, but we'll help them um, get promoted or get to a p- place where they can have f- full, um, full-time employment with benefits. Um, or perhaps they need to get certification or they need to get um, finish a degree in order to get that um, better job. And so we'll help them with adult education and continuing education. Children may need um, tutoring. They're most likely going to need academic support because if they've been kind of in the turmoil of homelessness for you know months or years, they're going to need some academic support to make sure they're on grade level or above. Every family that comes into our program, we do kind of a full assessment. Where are they strong? Where are their needs? Um, and we do several different areas, you know, employment, academic, health, mental health, physical health, et cetera. So if it becomes clear that they are not keeping up with um, with well visits or if there is a, um, a specialized medical need, we have so many partners throughout the community and we can just say, hey, we've got um, a specialist that we have a relationship with and we're going to refer you to that specialist or... Um, do you have Medicaid? Uh, if you don't, let's, let's ensure that you get that. Or do you have insurance through your work or really just helping, um, to, to highlight the resources that they may already have. And if they don't have them to help connect them to those resources, we have vision specialists that we can refer people to. And, and sometimes it is just a matter of going to a routine visit, but Often families come and a child or an adult has a very specialized need. And if we don't already have a relationship, we will go out and we will find a provider that um, will see them and um, and we'll make sure that they get connected with the, the health care that they need. Uh, we have um, we refer our families to mental health counselors, if both for children and adults, if they need to prom- process some of the trauma that they've experienced. Um, we provide a car for for us in DuPage County. We can't really get to school. I can't get to job without a, a car. So we provide a donated car if that's needed. Um, and then the other kind of core part of what we would provide is financial um, management and financial mentoring. So each week, a family will meet with a team of volunteers to develop a budget, track expenses, go over their financial goals. And ultimately with two years of kind of stability built in, you can save a tremendous amount of money. You can reduce your debt. You can track your expenses and really try to build, um, achieve the goals that you're trying to uh, reach for your family, whether that's buying a house, whether that's affording um, rent, uh, you know, several different, or maybe perhaps reducing your debt. Um, And so you can work toward those goals over the two years and we support the families as they try to achieve their goals. And then at the end of the program, they're able to um, move out and ideally afford permanent housing for them, their family. And in part because they've achieved those employment goals of um, having a stable job, having benefits and being able to um, support their family. Wow, that's incredible. 
Andrea, I would imagine that there would be some significant trauma that these families, these moms, dads, kids would be experiencing. And um, curious how y'all address trauma at Bridge Communities. Well, just by the nature of being homeless, facing homelessness, having housing instability, I mean, that is a form of trauma. So every single family comes to Bridge with that trauma in their background. But compounding that, like I said, there's several families who have been um, victims and have survived domestic violence. And you can go through the list of um, you know, adverse childhood experiences that really, if these things happen to you either as a child or as an adult, they really do impact the way that you live your life, the decisions that you make, the choices that you make, and the circumstances um, that you find yourself in. So we try very hard to make sure that we are trauma informed in everything that we do. So in the way that staff works with families and the way that our volunteers work with families, and when you think about trauma and in kind of in the trauma informed world, it's a shift from what's wrong with you to what has happened to you. And it's, a, it's really seeking to understand what has happened in someone's life that will most likely impact the future um, or the, the, the decisions that they've made and the, the um, circumstances that they find themselves in. So we take that very seriously and we really encourage our staff and our, um, and our mentors to seek to understand the life experience and the trauma that families have experienced. And I think it also, it builds empathy and it builds compassion because, um, because you're not making judgments about the decisions, but you're trying to understand why they might have made that decision. And maybe something has happened in their life that has caused them to make that decision. And it's not about being right or wrong, but it's about coming out of and stemming from a traumatic experience. And I think when you seek to understand it, um, it not only builds a bridge, but it also just keeps that judgment at bay because you can truly understand where they've come from and, and, and you can meet them where they are in a way of, okay, let's develop a goal or do you need mental health to kind of address some of these situations or how can we, you know, work with, with where you are to help you achieve the goals that you want to set for your family. That's incredible. You reminded me there's an actual like trauma screen that the CDC has. Um, It's called ACEs. Is that right? Yes. It's um, the adverse childhood experiences. And and you can, you can get it from the CDC or a lot of mental health providers have it, or it's very easy to access. And it's basically, it's a screening tool and you can just look down the list and you basically count the number of ACEs or adverse childhood experiences that you've had. And obviously the higher score that you have, you're going to have more, not only physical, uh, potentially physical health um, impact, but also mental health impact throughout your entire life. And so I just, I looked it up. There's um, child physical abuse, child sexual abuse, emotional abuse, emotional neglect, physical neglect, um, having a family member who was drug addicted or mentally ill, witnessing domestic violence, 
and you know even something like um, parental divorce is is on there as well. So I think when you um, when you look at this list and you understand that that these these things c- compound each other, and with with those high scores, you can um, really understand why it's important to be sensitive and compassionate and empathetic and um, and that you're, and that it's possible that you yourself may have experienced those things as well. And that that's going to impact the decisions that you make and, and your life. I, I love to make connections to nature. Um, uh, we're recording right now, so you can't see us, but like in the background, as, as you're talking, Andrea, um, there's like geese that are flying and I'm just kind of looking outside. It's snow outside right now. And, um, I love to make those connections where, you know, y'all are planting something that you may not see. It's gross, like in the wintertime, we don't see, but then like in different seasons, you'll see the growth or you'll see, um, you know, just the imperfection in life. Um, Another critical part of what, what we do is we focus on two generations within a family. So, you know, I've spoken about, um, helping with employment coaching and providing housing. And, and a lot of that is geared towards, you know, mom or the parents, Mm -hmm. but we also want to invest just as much in the second generation and the children within the family, because you have the ability to, um, really transform the course of their life. Uh, we have everyone from infants, newborn babies, all the way up to kids are, who are in college or young adults who are in college. And so we provide um, a lot of opportunity for them to not only excel academically, but also just to be a kid. So we provide scholarships for music lessons and summer camp and after school activities, just so that these kids who have been um have had so much to deal with in their short lives can really just enjoy the things that other suburban kids enjoy. And so um, over the past year, we've actually featured um, 10 children who have were in the bridge program and then have grown up to be successful, mm-hmm. thriving adults. And so we really want to underscore the fact that we're working with two generations and regardless of what happens with, with mom, we're really hopeful that she will be stable um, on a continual basis and on a long-term basis. But really, we also want to focus on the children. They may be the first in their gen- in their family to go to college. They may um, have you know high career aspirations. We want to support them in that so that um, they can be stable and successful, and they never have to experience homelessness again in their life. Um, so I think that does speak to that metaphor of planting something because, um, it's every member of the family that, um, that there's the possibility of transforming and the hope that we can transform their lives with their help. Obviously. I mean, they're the ones that are doing the hard work. They're going to the workshops, they're finding the job, they're doing the financial management. That's the hard work of, of life. And they are doing it, um, so that they can be successful for their family and, um, provide stability over the course of, of decades. It's incredible. I mean, and, and that makes so much sense, uh, doing the two generations. On a personal note, you know, I'm, I'm a mom of two kids. I know most of your 
listeners are um, moms and I, I always, I'm on the fundraising team. And so I don't have a lot of direct interaction with client families, but I, I think about um, some of the experiences and some of the stories that I hear. And I think about what that would be like with my own family. What if I picked up my kids from school and I, I didn't know where we were going to sleep that night. Or what if um, I, I wanted my kids to um, go to summer camp and we just couldn't afford it and all of their friends were going and we just couldn't afford it. And I just, I think about, um, I think about what that's like, what that might be like. And I think that every mom can identify with how much they want to give the world to their children and how painful it would be to not be able to do that. And so um, we, we hope that um, we can give those experiences and that empowerment to the moms that, that they can really care for their family and provide the world to their family in the same way that every mom mm. wants to do. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a great point. I would love for you to share like how we can find you, how we can help out if we feel called to do so. Sure. So for um, listeners who are in DuPage County or really in the Chicagoland area, uh, we have supporters throughout the region um, and throughout the country, I will say, although obviously we're focused um, on our local community you can go to um, www.bridgecommunities.org, and that's our website. You can find um, all of the information about our programs and um, our events. One of our key events is called Sleep Out Saturday, and we have it in November every year. Um, and we have it in November for a reason, because we, we want it to be, the weather's a little cold, and we want it to be a little uncomfortable um, for those who participate. It's a simulation activity where people um, sleep in their cars, they sleep outside, they may sleep in a parking lot with a group. Um, and it, it's to simulate just one night of what it might be like to be homeless. So I participate every year. I sleep in my car. I did it while I was pregnant. Um, I've done it when it's <laughs> snow on the ground, when it's warm. I've, I've done it, um, seven, I think last November was my seventh year doing it. And Every year, I I learn something new about myself and about um, just a glimpse of what uh, a family may be experiencing. So we encourage families to do it together. We encourage youth groups to do it. We have corporate um, groups who do it in their corporate parking lots. And we have hundreds of people throughout the county that sleep out. And it's to raise awareness about family homelessness and suburban homelessness. And then it's also a fundraising opportunity for Bridge. So peer-to-peer -peer fundraising. So asking your friends, hey, I'm doing this. Would you support me as um, I am doing Sleep Out Saturday? So that is in November of every year. Um, we have other events. We have a, an event actually coming up in February of 2024 that is called Wine, Women, and Shoes. And it's a fashion luncheon with, um, we call it fashion with compassion. So it's um, it's a, a shopping and luncheon and wine event with all of the proceeds going to support Bridge Communities. So if you are local and want to grab your girlfriends and go to a really fun event, um, there's more information about that on our website. 
And of course, uh, we always accept donations. It costs about $28,000 per family um, for over the course of a year to provide the housing and um, all of the programming that we have and the um, the scholarships that I mentioned and the um, all of the resources that we pour into a family. And so we are always um, welcoming uh, donations and support um, in that way. Oh, I will say too, and if you're not uh, if you're not local to DuPage County, um, there absolutely are wonderful nonprofits in your local community who are um, supporting families who are homeless, families um, who are low income and need additional resources. And just to point people to a great resource, uh, Charity Navigator will um, evaluate nonprofits and give them a star rating. So if you have heard of a nonprofit in your community or you're kind of interested, or if you just want to go and search homeless um, and then your city or um, you know family uh, nonprofit, Charity Navigator will help do the work of, are they financially sound? Do they have um, a strong governance? All of those kind of background things that make a strong nonprofit, you can go and, and kind of check it out there. So I would encourage you to, to um, see what's in your community and find the nonprofit organizations that are really working to make your community a stronger and, and, and better place. I'll put all of what you mentioned in the show notes so our listeners can access that. It really makes me think about when I first started writing and doing this podcast, like I thought about um, mental backroads and highways. And like for me, for example, like just with being a mom, the day-to-day frustrations and if we're running late or the house is constantly a mess. I can have a mental highway of being frustrated or maybe yell too quickly or something like that. But when I'm more mindful and in the moment, I can think what kind of back road, a mental back road can I take to kind of override this highway? And I had identified a couple of like, you know, the mindfulness, showing gratitude, um, a couple others, but compassion was a big one. And I've talked a lot about self-compassion a bit, but also I think it's so important of this mental back road to be compassionate to others, to friends and families and to strangers, because really it's that ripple effect. And like you, when I was in Acadia recently, I've said this a couple of times, but I really like the image of, um, there was a child who threw a pebble into a pond a beautiful pond in Acadia um, called Jordan Pond, I believe. Anyway, the sun was reflecting on it in, in a, such a way that when he threw that pebble into the pond, the ripples were just so exaggerated. And to think that you are able to make a difference and create that ripple effect, not only for yourself, but for other people, I think is just so powerful it's also creating change in our brains. Like we're not, if we're showing compassion, like if I'm frustrated or anxious or something, maybe I can take a background and say, 
how can I be compassionate right now? How can I show compassion? And maybe, you know, thinking of like, who, how can I help someone else? You know, and, and I think this is an incredible example of how there's so many people out there that can be helped and we, we can um, help change the world in just a little way and create that pebble effect. Yeah, I think that's so important. I think the themes of compassion and empathy and just being mindful of who's in your community. I mean, we can select our friends, but our neighbors and our community uh, are there. And to keep our eyes open to the needs and opportunities in our local community, I think are really important. And to build those bridges with people that we may not um, normally come in contact with, I think just builds understanding about people who may have different life experience than us and will broaden our understanding of the world and of people. And to do that in a posture of compassion and empathy, I think is, um, can only, can only improve the world that we live in. Being aware that there are opportunities to help and, and, you know, I encourage our listeners to maybe, um, you know, write it down, think about it today. How can you help, um, you know, what, whatever you can do in your, in your life, in your community, what can you help with or how can you include your kids in, in the process? I mean, I think it's so important to um, teach others that empathy and compassion. Andrea, is there any opportunities uh, for if you feel inclined to um, do any volunteering with uh, Bridge Communities? We love volunteers. We have um, volunteers who meet every single week with a family. That's a very intensive long-term commitment, but we rely on volunteers for that. We have volunteer tutors. Um, we also have f- events with families and also fundraising events that we always need volunteers with. Um, so you can go to www.bridgecommunities.org to look at our volunteer opportunities. We also um, collect uh we have a supply closets that have things like toilet paper and toothpaste and hair products that um, cost a lot of money. And so families can go on a monthly basis and kind of stock up on those things. So a lot of companies and businesses might do a supply drive for us and stock, stock our supply closets with <laughs> toilet paper and toothpaste. Um, so all that information is on our website. And there are so many different partners that we work with in the community that have other volunteer opportunities, both specialized and general. So um, if Bridge doesn't have uh, the right volunteer opportunity for you and your family, there are so many great organizations that rely on volunteers and um, really encourage people if you have a couple hours or you have a lot of time to really spend it building your community um, into a stronger place. Andrea, can you tell our listeners again the date of your event in February? Yes. Wine, Women, and Shoes is on February 24th. It's at the Oak Brook Hills Resort. Um, And like I said, it's where fashion meets compassion. So there'll be a fashion show. There's a marketplace where you can go shopping. There's wine stations. But there will be um, a mission moment and an opportunity to really hear about the mission of Bridge Communities and then all the proceeds from that event support our mission and the families that we serve. Mm, that's incredible. I'll put that information in our show notes as well. 
Well, Andrea, thank you so much. It was an absolute pleasure. Like, I, I really feel like I learned so much talking with you, and I was thrilled to have you as a guest to inform our listeners. Kind of a raise awareness, and I'm so glad that you're able to share about Bridge Communities. It sounds like an incredible organization, and I definitely want to check it out more. Well, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Well, I hope everyone has a wonderful day, and thanks again for listening.